service this evening. I enjoyed that very, very much. Tonight I'm going to be talking about rest for the weary soul. I'm in a very familiar portion of scripture that talks about our uh, taking uh, God's yoke upon us. For his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Uh, there's loads of imagery tonight, so uh, with Pastor Brandt's help, uh, we're going to uh, use some pictures here to illustrate these great truths that are great word pictures. I begin by noting that work can either be a pleasant or a miserable experience be depending on the nature of one's taskmaster. Some people are miserable to work for while others are a joy. Such a situation is pictured as being under a heavy yoke. The scripture provides us with an example of a king that was miserable to serve. Uh, it stems from Solomon and extends to his son, Rehoboam. In 1 Kings 12.1, we read, Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. And as soon as Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, heard of it, for he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon, then Jeroboam returned from Egypt. And they sent and called him, and Jeroboam and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Rehoboam, Your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father, and his heavy yoke upon us. So that yoke was a picture of heavy or arduous service. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the old men, who had stood before Solomon's father while he was yet alive, saying, How do you advise me to answer this people? And they said to him, If you will be a servant to the people today and serve them, and speak good words to them, when you answer them, then they will be your servants forever." But he abandoned the counsel that the old man gave him and took counsel with the young men who had grown up with him and stood before him. And he said to them, What do you advise that we answer the people who have said to me, Lighten the yoke that your father put upon us? And the young men who had grown up with him said to him, Thus shall you speak to this people who said to you, Your father made your yoke heavy, but you lighten it for us. Thus you shall say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's thighs. And now, whereas my father laid on you a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Let's jump over to page two. Therefore, the people refused to serve the king. And when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, What portion do we have in David? We have no inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel. Look now to your own house, David. So Israel went to their tents. The point of this is this heavy yoke, this arduous labor that Solomon had put upon the people, and Rehoboam said, I'm going to make that work even harder. My yoke is going to be more difficult. The imagery of the yoke is that of hard or arduous service and labor. It originates from the plowing of oxen. They would be teamed together 
in order to be able to do a heavy task such as plowing. Oftentimes, they were teamed by yoking them together side by side. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. Another said, I have just bought five pairs of oxen, and I try them out. Please excuse me. I'm reading those two verses because it's talking about, when it talks about these yoked oxen, it's talking actually about two being paired together. That's why one translation talks about a yoke of oxen, where another talks about five pairs of oxen. And yoking them together, it was important that they be evenly matched. As you look at those two uh, oxen before you, they, they look very similar in size. Uh, they are almost uh, identical. The, the way in which you wanted oxen to work together or a team of horses, uh, any uh, matching of, individual, of animals for service, you wanted them to be as closely matched as possible so that they could work together pulling the same weight. Uh, so in yoking them together, it was important that they were evenly matched or the stronger animal would suffer and the work would not be done as efficiently. So in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 22, verse 10, it states, you shall not plow with an ox and a donkey together. Now that's something that you don't see very often. That picture in front of you of an oxen and a donkey being yoked together. And quite frankly, I don't know why in that picture they are. Uh, I would submit to you there's nothing behind them. There's nothing that they are pulling. Uh, so perhaps it was simply to train them that they are being yoked together so that they learn to walk side by side. Because you wouldn't want that team to do any kind of heavy work. Because if they put their shoulder to that yoke, the oxen is going to be much stronger than the donkey. So he's going to be pushing... And so that yoke is going to be bearing into his, his shoulders, and it's going to be actually painful for that ox, and that donkey is kind of just going to be uh, loping along the side, and uh, if you have them hooked up to a plow, I'll guarantee you that it's going to veer to the left, because uh, it's going to follow the ox as opposed to the fond donkey. So the Bible says don't uh, yoke together a donkey and an ox. The imagery of being unequally yoked is then applied to marital, personal relationships. 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Be not unequally yoked together. See, that's the picture. Uh, you don't want to have a donkey and an ox come together in a marital relationship. Obviously, it's talking about uh, Christians marrying non-Christians, or Christians entering into a very close relationship with one another, because it's not effectual, it's not efficient, uh, it's not going to result in good service for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, if you are not married to a believer, it's going to hamper what you're able to do for the cause of Christ. It's going to slow you down, it's going to hold you back, and in fact, it's going to be at times painful, it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be a hardship. So often when we talk about uh, being unequally yoked, the thought is, well, I won't be happy. 
Well, that will be a, perhaps a side uh, result that we wouldn't be happy. But the primary emphasis is you can't serve God well by being unequally yoked together. You want a matched team to be able to do the work of God. All to say there are these images about the yoke. The yoke is a very important image in the Bible because these people were agrarians and uh, that brought pictures to their mind. The imagery of the yoke is then applied to service rendered to God. Philippians 4.3 And I entreat thee also... moments, perhaps, but, but we're back. On the bottom of page two. The imagery of the yoke is then applied to service rendered to God. And I entreat thee also, true young fellows, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are in the book of life. So, the SV translates that I ask you, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side. They have taken that word, yoke, and to make it more understandable, have translated it, who labor side by side. But it's the word yoke. Okay, They've been yoked together. We are working side by side. It's this imagery of achieving the purpose for which God has saved us. In a similar manner, the, uh, excuse me, the Pharisees put heavy burdens upon the people due to their commands and demands. Matthew 23, 4, they tie up heavy burdens hard to bear, and they lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. In a similar manner, the Judaizers were seeking to place demands on new believers that would have been burdensome. Now, therefore, why are you putting God to the test by placing a yoke on the neck of the disciples that neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? Uh, I take it we're not able to have the slides. Is that, is that right? We're resetting. Okay. I'm going to take a 15-second pause just so we can have this next picture if possible. Maybe I will take a 20-second pause. It'll take a little longer than that. It'll take longer than that? Yeah. Like, how long? You should probably move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All righty. Well, you heard it from... I was going to say the horse's mouth, but it's the oxen. Okay. <laughs> we got a good team working back there. Okay, enough of that. <clears throat> the worst yoke that is pictured in the scripture was the yoke of slavery. Hard, arduous work to be performed by a cruel master. Once having experienced freedom in Christ, the believer was not to be taken into bondage by the Judaizers. And I had this incredible picture, and perhaps you have seen it, of a, of a black slave with an iron yoke around his neck of having to do this hard and difficult labor. The idea is, why would you want to go back to that? Why would you want to go back to the law? Why would you want to go back to this teaching of the Pharisees? Uh, why would you ever want to submit yourself to that again? So the theme tonight 
is that we're encouraged to serve Jesus Christ, the King, because it is not an arduous task to serve the Lord, but rather a refreshing and rewarding experience. A refreshing and rewarding experience. <clears throat> Key verse, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. There are many who are burdened in practicing their religious faith. And, and that's the context. When we're talking about this heavy burden, it's not just heavy burdens in general, but it's really coming down to this aspect of the law and of the demands that the, the Pharisees were putting upon the Jewish people. And so they were becoming burdened by the practice of their religious faith. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And the promise is, I will give you rest. The reason that they have grown extremely tired, that is, they are weary, is due to the grievous commands that they had to endure. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28. Uh, can, can we go back to the slave one? Because I just wanted you to see that. Okay, that, that. Why would you want to be going back to that slavery, that iron yoke around your neck? Okay, moving on to the next. And then the next. Come unto me, all you who are labor and heavy laden. Now that's being heavy laden. Okay, when uh, that, uh, that donkey is not going to be able to pull that cart very well. Okay, uh, that's the picture of what the Pharisees had been doing to the Jewish people. They had been laying these heavy burdens upon them that they were incapable of bearing. They were incapable of fulfilling. They were not able to do what the Pharisees were teaching them that they needed to do. So God, through the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, is calling these people that have known this heavy burden that the Pharisees have put upon them and saying, come unto me and I will give you rest. It'll let you look at that for a while until we get further on. Number three, Jesus invites those who have encountered a burdensome religious practice to be refreshed through him. Come unto me who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, the rest here is to be refreshed. 2 Corinthians 7.13, For this reason we have been comforted, and besides our comfort we rejoiced even much more for the joy of Titus, because the Spirit has been refreshed by you all. For I have come to have much joy and comfort in your love, because the hearts of the saints have been refreshed through, your, through you, brother. Jesus invites those who have become weary in practicing their religious faith to serve him. Take my yoke upon you. They are refreshed by learning more about Jesus. And learn from me. What are they to learn? Well, A, they're to learn that we are refreshed in learning that Jesus is mild. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. See, the gentle is in, the, in contrast to the Pharisees, who were harsh and rough and cruel. They didn't care about the people. Uh, the scripture says that they weren't willing to lift one finger to make their load easier, where Jesus Christ died to make our load easier. 
like a Rehoboam who says, I'm going to be harder on you than my father Solomon was. But Jesus is not in that ilk. He's not in that mode. He's not that kind of uh, king, but rather he is mild. We are refreshed in learning that Jesus does not act like a typical king, for he is humble. Take my yoke and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, or humble in heart. In Leviticus 26.13 it says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their slaves. And I have broken the bars of the yoke and made you walk erect. There is some wonderful picture there. Okay, uh, Picture these people who were slaves, like that slave that had that iron yoke around its neck, uh, could not even stand erect because of the weight of that yoke. Uh, they, they couldn't stand tall, but were uh, burdened by that yoke. God says, I brought you out of uh, this land of slavery. I have broken the bars of that yoke. And remember, the yoke is that bar that fits across those animals that are yoked together. But I have brought uh, that, uh, I have broken that yoke. See, we are refreshed and that we experience an oasis in life. Uh, you will find rest for your souls. And the idea there is a place of rest, like an oasis in the desert. There's a place for you to be refreshed, to cool off, uh, to cease from your labor. And that place of rest is under the yoke which God provides. So now, number six. The reason that we find rest in serving Jesus. We find rest in serving Jesus because he is charitable. For my yoke is easy. Now there, again, you see, now we're not looking at oxen, but we're looking at horses. And if you look carefully at that picture, the collar that is around the horse is a yoke collar. But if you notice, the outside of it is leather. And the inside of that would be actually a padded leather. It's a, it's a gentle yoke. It is intended not to in any way harm the animal. The other yokes that we looked at, that piece that went around their neck, that under their, their neck was either wood or metal either which would be tough to push against. But here is a picture of this yoke that is a lightweight yoke, for it's made out of leather, and it's a padded yoke so that the, the, those horses can just move right along. Don't know what they're pulling. It looks like they're in a grain field, but uh, they're either pulling a lightweight wagon or uh, perhaps they're uh, just pulling a cart. But whatever it is, it's light. It's light. And you can see it by the yoke that they have upon them. And you notice that they're not straining. How different that was from the picture of the two oxen that uh, were leaning forward and uh, seeking to pull that heavy instrument that we saw just a, a few slides back. Uh, the idea here is that there is still labor in service for God. But the labor is a, of quite a different character. It's of quite a different nature. It's still labor, but it is 
no longer an arduous or difficult labor. It is a labor that is characterized by having a yoke that is easy, padded, and a burden that is light, that what the animal is pulling is not a heavy load. It's not like that donkey who's up in the air, okay, that uh, has a, a, a load that there's no way that he can carry. But the load that we're called to carry is a light load. And what it's talking about really is the religious duties and responsibilities. The light yoke of Jesus stands in contrast to a heavy yoke of the Pharisees. Deuteronomy 28:47. because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart, because of the abundance of all things, therefore you shall serve your enemies whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lacking everything, and he will put a yoke of iron on your neck. Here's what God does to his enemies. He puts a yoke of iron on their neck. The idea there is that they can't break it. They can't uh, in any way uh, get, free themselves from that yoke. Uh, it is a, a yoke that is not only hard and difficult, but uh, one that uh, is going to uh, be impenetrable. He is not like the king. Uh, Isaiah, uh, uh, he is not like the king who disciplines with whips and scorpions. Where my father loaded you with heavy yoke, I will add to you your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. That was uh, Jeroboam's. Uh, Rehoboam's response to uh, the people who said that Solomon, his father, uh, was uh, hard and difficult. He said, I'm going to be more hard and more difficult. That's not how God deals with us. He deals with us gently. He uh, is long-suffering. He's merciful. He's patient. He forgives us of our, of our sins. So the conclusion is, first of all, we're to find joy in serving Jesus. The Christian life is not one that is absent of labor, but it is a Christian life that, that labor is a joyous labor. Uh, we ought to take delight in the things of God. It should be a delight to worship our God. Psalm 122.1. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I just wonder, even as you were driving here tonight, what was your thought? What was your attitude as you, you were coming here tonight? You know, there, there's two thoughts or two attitudes that we could have. One was, oh man, it's Sunday night and I have to go to church again. I have to sit through that and there's so many things I'd like to do and there's so many places I'd like to be, but, but I, 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 I gotta go to church. Or, it's Sunday night and we have the opportunity to go to church and worship the Lord. Uh, we're to have the second attitude. Uh, we're not here, I hope, because we have to be. Because in reality, you don't have to be. There's no command in Scripture that says you must be in church on Sunday night. We need to be faithful. Uh, we need to be responsible. The Bible teaches us that we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But it doesn't say that you've got to be in church every Sunday night. We don't have that yoke. But we have a light yoke. And we have the privilege of being in church on Sunday night. Where there are so many places around the world where there is uh, an inability to gather together. The laws are such that it is, it is illegal, uh, that they don't have the, the scripture in their own language, they don't have it translated, they don't have enough copies of the scripture. What a privilege, what a joy. And Jesus is saying to the people, come unto me. There is a yoke, but my yoke is far different in nature than the yoke of the Pharisees. 
We're not serving God now with this, this sense of obligation and duty, but in a sense of joy and privilege, of opportunity to be able to serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, uh, to be able to be on his side. And he undertakes for us, he helps us in all of the burdens that he gives us to bear. Uh, he is not going to be like the Pharisees who won't lift one finger to help. But if you call out and cry unto him, he will give you strength. He will refresh you. He will nourish you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He ministers to us. Uh, hopefully when you come to church, you don't go away more exhausted, but you come away encouraged. You come away refreshed. You come away renewed. You come away with a different spirit about life and about responsibilities. And you see them as a way to serve God and to bring honor and glory to him. He says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I hope that you have found rest for your souls. Not in that we are simply picking up our feet and doing nothing. But now we serve a different master. One that's worthy of service. And one who does not put hard and arduous tasks upon us, but in his mercy and grace forgives us of our sins and places us in a place where we can be used to his honor and his glory. Now, tonight, I finished a little early purposefully so that you could be refreshed not only spiritually, but physically. I uh, hope that uh, you can enjoy some, some watermelon. It's uh, a shame that uh, it's wet out there. Uh, it doesn't look like it's raining at the moment. But with my eyesight at that distance, it is raining. Okay. So it looks like to some it's raining. And they're probably right. Okay. Uh, so I was going to say you can go outside. But you still can go into the carport, but they're asking you to go around instead of going through the narthex area. But uh, stay, have some fellowship, and just think about the privilege which we have. To serve a God who gives us an easy yoke, not a hard and difficult one. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for your word. Uh, help us to rejoice as your people. Uh, help us to be willing to take upon you, to take upon ourselves your yoke. Uh, yes, there are duties. Yes, there are responsibilities that we have as Christians. But uh, Lord, help us to realize what a joy there is in ser serving you. What a delight. And I pray, Lord, you'd refresh us. Uh, Lord, help us not to get into some kind of mindset that becomes overly weary and burdensome. But Lord, help us to always look at the work that we are doing in your behalf as a joy, a privilege, a delight. Refresh us, renew us, uh, give us a desire to serve you and honor and glorify you in that way. Help us to be able to go about our work with a, a sense of pleasure, a sense of delight, uh, a sense of joy. Refresh us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, and you are dismissed.